Hey everyone, we've got another episode of The Road to Revenue. Today's episode is a really important one. It's all about how to train, coach, and mentor your team. And we're going to cover providing quantitative value when you are a trainer, coach, and a mentor, and what red flags you should be looking for. Tweet me at David Meltzer your favorite takeaways from today's episode and check the show notes to see how you can text me or email me at any time. This is Entrepreneurs the Playbook. Good morning, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome to our training, coaching, trainer, and mentor training. And I appreciate everybody here uh, in here. Happy Friday to everyone. Remember to put your questions in the Q&A section. We will be doing a training on mentorship, training, and coaching. If you want to be a mentor, coach, or a trainer, if you want to find one, if you're just curious what the difference is, that's what we're going to talk about. Uh, and thank you, everyone. Remember, please put your questions in. We have Clubhouse, uh, IG Live and... Uh, clubhouse in our webinar so you can ask your questions there we'll be going forward so let's talk about coaches trainers and mentors uh, a lot of people uh, get confused about that uh, and you know there is a different function for for each uh, a coach uh, his job is to bring the best out of you by fixing and improving a specific problem uh, that you may be having within your organization. The organization could be a business, could be your family, it could be a, a team that you play on, but a coach is someone that brings out the best of you uh, by improving or fixing a specific problem uh, that you may have. A trainer uh, is someone who teaches, right? A trainer is someone who teaches one skill or a concept at a time. Uh, and then a mentor is someone that gives the best of themselves by developing the character of the mentee over a longer period of time. All three are important, and one person can be all three. Uh, I have worked on all three capabilities and have all three capabilities in my life, meaning I have coaches, I have trainers, and I have mentors uh, in my life. And I think distinguishing between them and understanding what I need and how I get it is so important because a lot of people uh, go through and they're like, oh, I have a coach, I have a trainer, I have a mentor. Well, it's important to know whether you do or don't and what they're doing for you to fulfill all the functions of improving and fixing problems that you have for the specific organization by having someone that can teach you skills and concepts. And then of course, developing the character, the skills, the knowledge and desire uh, by leveraging and finding someone that sits in the situation that you want to be in and asking them for directions. Um, the approach uh, that these three people take is very important. And so distinguishing what approach a coach takes um, who will prepare by understanding uh, the organization's uh, expectation, right? So they're preparing you for the team, the job, the career, uh, a coach is someone that's preparing you uh, through and to that, uh, where a trainer prepares you to adapt the lessons and plans based on uh, the subject matter itself. And then finally, a mentor prepares to spend months and years uh, learning and understanding 
your uh, quest, your trajectory. Uh, so these three types of individuals take different approaches at expanding and accelerating what you want by either preparing the understanding, adapting the lessons, or working in the long run uh, to empower you uh, with the execution of that understanding. Um, there's different audiences uh, that you need to know with coaching, training, and mentoring. Uh, a coach typically works with groups of people. Uh, a coach usually works with groups of people. There are individual coaches, but those would usually uh, be leaning towards the mentorship side on the individual. And then the trainer itself can work with groups or uh, with individuals because they're specific to you know one skill set or a concept. And then of course, a mentor uh, is a one-on-one -on -one, uh, opportunity. So it's important to see what audience you're looking for, both as a participant and as a teacher uh, or as a guide. What's the perception of these three different ones? Uh, well, a coach is usually viewed as an authority figure, right? A, a coach is someone that has some sort of credibility. Uh, it's an authority figure. We assume uh, that they're going to bring the best out of us because of their authority within the specific subject matter. Um, and then a trainer is an expert in one specific skill or subject matter. So a coach is able to coalesce and aggregate all of the different trainers that you may have had in your life, teachers that you may have had in your life to bring the best out of you. A trainer is the one that puts it in you. And then the mentor is a personal relationship or even a friend. Uh, a mentor will build a much deeper relationship than a coach or a trainer. A mentor is going to allow you uh, to accelerate the trajectory that you have and understanding of what you have via their experience. They're bringing and giving you the best of them. A coach is bringing that out. A trainer is putting those things into you uh, with skills and those concepts. Um, in the relationship to the team, company, or family uh, with a coach, uh, the coach is usually external to it, right? A coach is usually someone uh, that is an external professional who's coming in to coach. And we see that, you know, in uh, children's sports, uh, you know, it is just a recent advent uh, that a coach would only uh, have that internal um, opportunity. Uh, and those are at the highest levels. Uh, but most of the time a coach is bringing and uh, is usually external to a program. A trainer uh, is an internal professional. Right. We have subject matter trainers in corporations and gyms and, and sports. So a trainer is usually internal um, and a mentor it can be internal or external. It's just a value of the function, approach, audience and perception uh, that allows that relationship to be either internal or external. Uh, all of these you know, fit in the context and are needed in order to what? Enjoy the consistent everyday persistent without quit pursuit of your potential, right? The idea is to expand and grow and accelerate and to learn and to execute as much as we can. Uh, so please, uh, you know, look and see and categorize someone. Are they coaching me? Is this a coach? Are they training me? Is this a trainer or are they mentoring me and or all three or two of the three? Um, some other things, coach uh, is usually personal. Uh, the trainer is 
not personal. And a mentor is very personal. And I think, you know, to establish the boundaries and understanding coach, trainer, and mentor, that if you are going to get into a mentee mentor situation, it's going to be very personal. You know, I'm blessed to coach, train, and mentor many people. And in the mentoring situation, I think that a lot of people are not prepared for the very personal. And I think when I train people, they sometimes are not prepared for the not personal. And so uh, those are the two areas. I think coaching is a great balance uh, to that personal relationship. Uh, but the areas that people have problems with is, you know, trying to get too personal with the trainer and not being personal enough with a mentee in order to get the most out of the mentor. Um, a coach should have industry experience. They, they should you know, really know the game or know the sales or, or know the science. Um, a trainer does not have to have industry expertise because it's skill and subject matter oriented. So they don't need to necessarily know the industry. In fact, sometimes trainers are better when they don't because they bring a different perspective to the skills and subject matter that are inherent within an industry career or a job or a, a sport. Um, and once again, uh, a mentor has to have industry experience because they're giving the best of themselves. They are the people who are where you want to be and they're giving you directions so you get there faster without having to pay the dummy tax. A mentor is going to have the most value uh, and it be the most efficient uh, in what they do, but you can't utilize a mentor if you haven't had coaches and trainers. Trainers to give you the expertise and the subject matter and the concepts and of course, a coach to bring the best out of you. Uh, and so all of these uh, are combined. I don't think enough people talk about the distinctions and definitions of these because a lot of times uh, in my career, people think they want a coach, but they need a trainer. Or some people want a trainer and need a coach or both happen and they really need a mentor. Uh, and they have to manage expectations of the mentee, the mentor, the trainee, the trainer, the coachee, the coach itself in order to effectuate getting the most efficient, effective, and statistically successful productivity, accessibility, and gratitude out of that relationship. When I coach, mentor, and train, I have to have a quantitative value. What does that mean? That you know, there's a subjective value in coaching, training, and mentoring. And for years in the industry of coaching, training, and mentoring, especially in the corporate industry of coaching, mentoring, and training, we've let people get by with the purple dinosaur subjectivity. Uh, everybody knows Barney, the purple dinosaur. For those of you who have heard me uh, do my song and sing my song, I apologize up front, but I have to tell people about this when we're talking about coaching, training, and mentoring. Because the majority of the coaches, trainers, and mentors that I meet, they're like a purple dinosaur Barney. Yes, the cartoon character. Uh, and they do not distinguish the function, approach, audience, perception, relationship uh, that's necessary to be these. And what do I mean by that? They base their entire relationship off of subjectivity. And I see way too many coaches and coaches, trainers and trainees, mentors and mentees who spend an enormous amount of quantitative value, time, money, and energy that are quantifiably uh, accessible. And they spend all of this time and they're singing this song. 
I love you, you love me, nobody makes any money. And then they wonder why there's no value to those relationships. If you don't see the quantitative in business value, which is making money, or you're not seeing the quantitative value in a gym or the quantitative value on the field, what good is it? We can make each other feel great. And that's the danger of coaching, training, and mentoring is that so many coaches and coaches, trainers and trainees, mentors and mentees just want to feel good with no quantitative advancement. And so those people need to understand some of these next criterias so you're not a purple dinosaur. So a coach is uh, a person who motivates you, but also needs help. Uh, a trainer uh, necessarily doesn't have to be uh, motivating, right? A, a trainer needs to teach that specific skill or concept, uh, but your performance of that skill or concept is handed off to a coach who wants you to perform that skill or concept or, alter, or, or an aggregate of those in its highest form. Um, and then of course, a mentor is very motivating. It's inspirational. Uh, a mentor allows you to clear the interference between the coach and what the coach has coached you and the trainer has trained you. Uh, the mentor is responsible for the quantitative value uh, of what you're getting in the long term. So very, very inspirational. Um, uh, a coach is also not chosen. And that, that's uh, usually the case is that a coach is someone uh, that has, because it's an industry experienced internal person, somebody that typically you don't get to choose, um, but there's a personal relationship. So there's a lot to learn within the context of not being able to choose my personal uh, relationship of having a coach. A trainer is usually transactional. Uh, we see this in gyms all the time, right? Per session. A trainer is a skill. It's a concept. It's a transaction. Uh, so not very personal. And uh, you get to choose who you get to create transaction with uh, and, and do that. Um, but a mentor at the highest level, a quantitative value mentor is personal and chosen. So you have uh, the opportunity to find the person who sits in the situation that you want to be in and ask them for directions for that quantitative value. If you don't have at least three mentors, if you don't have at least three mentors at all times, people who sit in the situation that you want to be in, you're making a huge mistake. It's the fastest way to go. And uh, you should have different mentors for different things. And once you find the mentors, you will be able to see where you need training and coaching. And then being able to have a transactional uh, relationship with the trainer to figure out how they can teach you the skills or give or teach you the concepts and or the coach to bring the best out of you. The greatest mentors, in my opinion, what I strive to do when I mentor people uh, and I mentor thousands uh, is to be all three. I wanna be able to not only mentor you to be in a situation that you wanna be in and give you directions, but provide the necessary training and coaching in order to get you there. And uh, not many people, it's very difficult. It's something I strive to do. Uh, I refer out a lot of coaches and trainers because there's certain things I don't have the capability of doing uh, in the coaching and training realm. Um, so 
uh, we want to, you know, choose these capabilities um, as well. So uh, in a coach, they apply their capabilities and bring it out in you. A trainer uh, may not be able to transfer their capabilities. They explain and teach them. Uh, and a mentor uh, has both of them. It allows you to learn them and execute on them, especially. Uh, you know, for me, I'm always looking to see uh, via my what, my who, my how, my now, my why, what's you know most important to me. And that's how I evaluate what mentors that I find. Um, and so uh, to, to do that uh, is really important. So I'll have, you know, my mom, for example, is my family's very important to me. It's a non-negotiable. My mom's still my mentor of how to be a parent. So my mom mentors me uh, and she provides her experience to me so I can get to where she is, right? I would uh, be blessed if my children, I have four children, end up in the same uh, success and empowerment that her six children did. Uh, she's an amazing mentor when it comes to that. I have other mentors, uh, Blaine Bartlett, uh, to teach me about time, space, uh, and gravity, uh, three of the things that I want to learn. And so uh, I have picked some of the greatest. We talked about Dennis Waitley earlier today, another sales mentor, Zig Ziglar, Mike Bosworth, uh, different people who sit in a situation that I want to be in. Um, so how do we become a good trainer um, or uh, and, and prepare uh, to be a coach? How do we do that? One, we need to be passionate about our capabilities. I see too many uh, people that aren't passionate about their capabilities and they wonder why uh, their coaches, trainees, mentees are not passionate about their capabilities. Uh, you can't give what you don't have. So you have to be in theos, enthusiastic uh, with God, expressing your genius through you to them with that appreciation. So number one, you have to be passionate. Two, focused. Attention plus intention equals the coincidences that you want, not only for you, but as a coach, trainer, and mentee, you need to help your coachy mentees and trainees pay attention to what they want, give intention to it, what they think, say, do, and believe, and help them identify the personality traits, characteristics, obsessions, and addictions that are inherent in their quantum being so that they can prioritize the quantum being that they are, prioritize the activities, the quantifiable value that they can bring. So you need to help them focus attention and intention so that they get the coincidences. You have to help them not listen to what other people want for them, not listen to what they don't want, what's missing or what mistakes they've made, looking backwards, stumbling over the speed bumps behind them. A lot of the mentoring that I do is to allow people to stop looking in the rearview mirror and start looking out the windshield right? To understand, to have them focus in on the right things, what they want, even determining through the what, the who, the how, the now, and the why, what they want. Um, if anybody wants that template of the what, the who, the how, the now, and the why, please reach out to me. It will change your life. If you follow the five daily practices uh, as a coach, trainee, mentee, the number one template that I have is to teach people what they want, who can help them and who they can help, how to get it done, what to do first and next, how to prioritize their now, and how to apply their why. 
their ability that they must be what they can be. Just email me. I pinned it there, david at dmelzer.com, david at dmelzer.com. Reach out for that. I also will give you my book, ebook, audiobook. I will sign a copy of my book, send it to you, and pay for the book and shipping. Don't worry, david at dmelzer.com. All right, so after passion and focus is listening. Um, and a coach, mentor, and, and uh, trainer have to be active listeners. So do the students. So not only do you have to be an active listener, you have to be able to tell whether someone's actively listening to you. And sometimes it's uncomfortable to call people out whether they are one of the three types of listeners. There's first the interrupter. You cannot be a coach, a trainer, or a mentor if you're an interrupter because you have to be an intelligent follower in order to be a great coach, trainer, or a mentor. You cannot be an interrupter. But worst, most students and coaches, trainers, and mentors are waiters. What they do, they're not actively listening. They are just pretending to listen, and they are waiting to tell you what they think. That doesn't do it. That's going to give you Barney results. That's going to make everybody feel good, but not bring the quantitative difference that you want in your life. You need to be an active listener. You need to be more interested than interesting. You not only have to hear the data, but you have to utilize it and transform it and add to it, appreciate it and give it away. Be an active listener, be focused and passionate. Uh, you have to have credibility, you know, just like in a sale. If you don't have credibility, uh, then it doesn't matter what you say, they won't hear it. So the more credibility that you have by speaking credible statements, the truth, and letting people know what you do know and what you don't know. One of the most credible statements you can give as a coach, trainer, or mentor is I don't know. Same thing's true in sales, same thing's true in business. I don't know. Now, I take it to the next level because I love those three words, I don't know but I will find out for you. I will introduce you to someone that does. I will get you or help you get the answer. I don't know is the most credible thing that you can say because there's trillions of universes, which means there's trillions of data points, which means there's no way that you can know about everything. I don't know is as powerful as I think I do know. So make sure that you have credibility along with active listening, focus, and passion. Uh, education. Uh, we want to be educated, more interested than interesting. Uh, remember to me, education is transforming itself into accessibility of information, not rememberability of information. Too many think that knowledge is remembering uh, things when it should be your ability to efficiently, effectively, and statistically successfully accessing information, knowledge, and relationships. So what type of access do you have to knowledge and what type of access do you have to relationships? These are the two most important things in the educational process of being more interested than interesting. Specialization. Um, there are so many multivariable, independent variable, dependent variables that are specific to industries, careers, jobs, sports, content, media, et cetera, that you have to know your frequency. You have to continue to specialize yourself in the area that you are helping in and utilizing those there 
in order to effectuate that uh, is so, so important. You need to specialize what you're doing. Uh, assessment. You know, one of the things that we uh, pass over when we're Barney purple dinosaurs is that we don't give adequate assessment and evaluation. Evaluation is the energy of value. Evaluation is the process of you know, transforming a quantitative value into an energetic and assessing uh, the situation. If your coach, mentor, or trainer is not giving you some sort of assessment, some sort of baseline in which we can plateau and grow from, that we can use as a baseline to know when we're in the wrong consciousness, that we're triggering or moving in the wrong trajectory, uh, then we're not getting the quantitative value. So you have to be able to have comprehensive assessment and evaluation uh, through the trainer, coach, and mentor. Uh, inspiration, effective communication is the next one. Uh, we cannot be for someone or to someone. Right? We can't have the relationship be one of being a victim. It can't happen to us. It can't happen for us. It has to happen through us. There has to be a flow of communication where you're receiving, adding your value to it, appreciating it, and giving it away to your trainee, mentee, or the coaching person. You got to be able to allow things to come through you, right? Life is longing for itself and you need through gratitude, forgiveness, accountability, and inspiration to give those things away. So you need to be passionate, focused, active, listen, incredible, educated in the awareness and knowledge of the relationship of how to access those both, creating the flow, have great assessment, evaluation, and effectively communicate. Uh, and finally, you need emotional attachment. Uh, just like in a sale, you need to be able to connect emotionally. See, we need to both be motivators and inspirers. Because as a coach, a trainee, trainer, and as a mentor, we need to get people up. We need to get them back up. We need to get them started. We need to get them back started. But we also have to live and inspire them. We have to have the techniques, knowledge, relationship in order to let them live in a world of limitless and abundance. We we're talking about crumbs. We need to have a buffet of possibilities, probabilities, and reality, your perspective, the ability to create anything that you want. Remember, small minds think of things. Big minds think of ideas. Trainers, coaches, and mentors are capable of sharing those ideas uh, to be able to create self-awareness, preparation, allowing people to know their strengths, expectations, time, ideas, et cetera. You can do this together. Know the differences for yourself of coaches, trainers, and mentors. Know for yourself what you need and find the best ones that are passionate, focused, active listeners, credible, educated with awareness and knowledge and relationships, specializing in what you want. The fastest way to get to where you wanna be is to find someone who's already there and ask them for directions. Get assessments and evaluation, work through those, plateau and grow, effectively communicate and motivate and inspire. Everybody, Thank you so much. We're going to take some Q&A. We got tons of questions loading up on IG, on webinar, and on Clubhouse. 
We are gonna rock and roll uh, through that. Thank you everybody for joining me. Reach out to me if you want the template from today, coaching, mentoring, and training. Reach out to me if you want the template on the five daily practices. And of course, my book, ebook, audiobook, uh, and I will sign a copy and send you all three. I don't mind. I'll pay for everything. Don't worry. I will sign it, send it to you, ship it to you, pay for everything. David at dmeltzer.com. All right. We will take uh, our first question online and I will bring up uh, somebody here. Do you have systems for making referrals? Yeah. So, um, one of the downstreams and important things that I do is I have an overlap or referral agreement uh, so that I can quantify the nature of my relationships and those for the coaches, trainers, and mentees in my life. And so I have exponentially grown my abundance by helping other people, by creating relationships. And I have a templated agreement that I use that basically says, if I find somebody to help you, here's a percentage I'll receive. Or if I actually close someone to help you, here's a percentage. And I codify all those, not because I don't trust them, because I can't remember. And so I can't remember who they are, what I promised to do, what the arrangement was. So to codify these are so important. Once again, if you want that template, david at dmeltzer.com, it's called an overlap agreement, overlapping what I do every day and providing quantitative value and making more money, helping more people and having more fun while I do it. Uh, all right, we're going to go on to Clubhouse. And the first person for a question that we have is Keaton. Hi, Keaton. You just go over a couple of traits that I should be looking for and how many mentors I should have. How many mentors should I have? Yeah, so I previously said, it, and uh, you know, I think it's a good question. You should have at least three mentors. Um, at least three mentors uh, at all time. And then from those, decide what coaching and training you need in order to effectuate uh, the best. And that mentor can be all three, uh, but I would utilize the five daily practices to determine the three prioritized things that you want to do better in your life to pursue your potential in consistently and persistently. Uh, and so, you know, sometimes it could be your health, Sometimes it could be your family. Sometimes it could be your career, your job and industry. Sometimes it could be, you know, NFTs or crypto or some new thing that you think is going to be do well. Esports. All of these things have been things that I have mentored. I've also had mentors for my relationship with money. Uh, I mentor people on all different facets of scaling a business, building a business, sales to mommy issues to all types of different things of energetic value, theta meditation. I've done all types of different things. And all I'm doing is sharing my situational knowledge to give people directions on how to get to where I am. And I make many referrals along the way to other coaches and trainers uh, that help them facilitate and accelerate the trajectory that they want. I use those four values and the five daily practices that I love to send to everybody. Uh, to do that. So make sure you have at least three mentors chosen by the five daily practices. See, if you know your what, your who, your how, your now, you will apply your why and find the best mentor to get you to where you want to be rapidly and accurately. The fastest way to get to where you want to be is to find someone that's already there and ask them for directions. All right, I'm going to take another question. Keep them coming on IG as well. Next up on Clubhouse will be Jesus. Uh, let me take this question online right now. 
what kind of private quote, uh, coaching, mentoring uh, do you have and how often do they meet? So I have free coaching, training, and mentoring every Friday, and you're on it right now. Uh, if you would like to join a group where we meet once a week and you can ask me questions, learn from other people's questions, and have a networking group together, that's once a week. Please reach out to me. And then I do one-on-one stuff all the time, varying in degrees from the biggest companies in the world to individual entrepreneurs, but I have to be able to guarantee value. So I will not work with anyone if I can't guarantee profitability. And I suggest you demand that you demand that from anyone that's coaching, training, or mentoring you. I only will work month to month. I will not work for anyone that I'm not providing more value, quantitative value for. So I guarantee it, whether it's free training, group training, or one-on-one, it doesn't matter what I do. I am guaranteeing quantitative value, and you should do the same for anyone that you ask. If you want to find someone or want to see if we're a good fit, david at dmeltzer.com, happy to help you. All right. Hey, Zeus, welcome to the clubhouse Friday training on training, coaching, and mentoring. What do you got for me? Hey, Dave. Thank you so much for having this. Um, so pretty much, I just wanted to ask you, uh, you were talking about the different types of listeners, which is the waiter and the interrupter. Is there a way that a mentor can help them guide them to, uh, being a better listener? Um, and if so, how do we go about that or how do they go about that? Yes. So that's a great thing. So, um, how do we become better listeners? Well, number one, we have to breathe. (laughs) So when we're not listening, when we're interrupting and waiting, it's our ego that's telling me I have a need for whatever it be to be superior, inferior, separate from the conversation. And so what we need to do is one, identify when we have the need. We then need just to stop and breathe. Stop and breathe and remind, recollect, and remember why we're having the conversation to receive quantitative value so that we can add value to it, appreciate it, and give it away. So when we use the stop, drop, and roll to identify why we have this need to interrupt or to wait, we then stop. Don't try to resist it. Just stop, breathe, and then remind, recollect, and remember why we're having the conversation, why we are having it is to get the most out of it. The only way we get the most out of it is actually to actively listen, process, and execute on the information that we're given. Hopefully, notate it, and not only notate it, but reposit to in a place where we can access it and use it. I have to take my notation recommendations to people saying you got to take notes everybody because you're going to forget everything I teach you but now I'm taking it a step farther and saying not only take notes but have a place to put those notes a repository where you can access the most important things that you've learned here that can change your life or resonate with you Uh, so go be an active listener stop drop and roll and you will be able to learn more and have greater value quantitatively and get to where you want to be faster and more accurately. Does that sound fair, Jesus? Perfectly fair. Thank you so much. You got it, my friend. All right, I'll take another one online. After we take the next question from IG and online, we're going to have Lori Burns come up and ask her a question. Thank you, Lori. Hold on one second. All righty. The next question is, what have you hired? Oh, no, sorry. Other than your mom, who has been your greatest mentor? Um, Wayne Dyer, 
uh, has been my greatest mentor. And the reason is, is that the biggest impact on my life was looking within at my mindset, my heart set and conscious continuum. And as I expand and accelerate and grow and learn from everything and teach everything, there is more of Wayne Dyer in everything that I do. Uh, the biggest compliment that I've gotten before is somebody called me the Wayne Dyer of sports, the Wayne Dyer of entrepreneurism, not entrepreneurship. Uh, to me, that's a huge uh, compliment. Dr. Wayne Dyer, power of intention, uh, has, you know, as far as being in a situation that I want to be in uh, and giving me directions, the best directions I've been given in my life besides my mom <coughs> has been Wayne Dyer because he has impacted my health, my family, and my conscious continuum. Uh, it's been an extraordinary relationship, even though he's passed on. He stills with me every day as I read or listen to Wayne Dyer and uh, try to be an active listener and execute on what I've learned. So if you haven't read Dr. Wayne Dyer, Think and Grow Rich, The Course in Miracles, Atomic Habits, those are some great uh, power of now, right? That's where the what, the who, the how, and the now all started with his book, The Power of Now. Obviously, the power of intention is where applying my why came in. All of those things, mentors can be past, present, and future. Mentors can be alive or dead. It doesn't matter. It's people who sit in the situation that you want to be in and asking them for directions in an other way. That's why I give my book away, ebook, audiobook, signed books to you, is I will give you the instruction manual to get to where you want to be. All right, next up is Lori Burns. Lori, what do you got for me? Oh, my goodness gracious. I mean, really? <laughs> uh, I have so much, actually. So first off, I just want to say hello. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. So let me, let me pick, because I wanted to, to give my takeaway of the week. Uh, wanted to do that. That's okay. No. So uh, let me, let, let's do this. System for taking notes. Oh, great question. Wow. I can't believe no one's ever asked me that question, Lori. I just have to thank you because, you know, I'm so involved with the capture, modify, amplify, and perpetuate st strategy, which I call the stage theory. Well, one of the best way to capture things is to take notes. Uh, you know, in the marketing and branding realm, videos are great. You can capture them, modify them, amplify them, or perpetuate them. But in the world of uh, change, impact, retentive note-taking, uh, you know, the best way to take notes is the best way you communicate with yourself. So if you're a texter, text yourself. If you're an emailer, email yourself. If you're a handwritten note person, handwritten note yourself. If you're a typer, you know, type out the notes. What, whatever the best way you communicate with yourself is, is to take those notes in that format. Whatever you can gather the most data from what's being presented to you into whatever format it can be. And then from there, you can reposit them in the place and think about how best do I access information? Is it via Outlook? Is it via Slack? Is it via Asana? Is it via my text messages? Is it folders? Is it, you know, uh, tape them up on the wall like a beautiful mind? I don't know how you access your notes, but there are particular ways that we communicate with self, which is the bigger and better lesson, which I don't think I've ever talked about um, how to do that. And so one of the aspects of communication is how we're communicating with self, which is the stop, drop, and roll is one of the ways 
we communicate with self. Um, and so, you know, when we have, for example, attacking thoughts toward others, right? So like when I'm online, there's always uh, people that have issues and they project their insecurities and they attack others. You're just attacking yourself, right? What you need is love and understanding. And what we're doing is not communicating with self or communicating ineffectively or negatively with self. So, you know, any of those people that have negative comments, judgments and conditions that they put on other people, you're just separating yourself. You're attacking yourself. Live in gratitude, forgiveness and accountability. Learn to effectively communicate with yourself. You cannot be inspired if you're attacking others, if you have judgments and conditions, separate, inferior or superior thoughts. Forgive yourself, live and love yourself. And that's the best way that we communicate the note-taking is know thy own self. Does that sound fair? Yes, it does. And oh my goodness gracious. I mean, I just love you to the moon and back and all around the universe. Uh, may I, can I have a moment? Because I, sure. I don't want to take up too much time. No, just so I can actually say my takeaway of the week. Yes, because please. I'll ask you, I'll ask you on our private group about how to access the notes because that's the whole point is like, I write everything. Um, and, <laughs> and I do all of that, but like, how do I actually, you know, utilize it? That's the part. Yeah. That's the part. You, you may, yeah, you may need to review it and create a secondary note note from your notes, but go ahead. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, 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 uh, but I can ask you that on our group. Um, but I just would like to, because to your point, so this is my takeaway for the, for the week is, uh, whew, getting a little emotional. That's okay. Uh, forgive yourself. And please let the past shame, blame, and guilt fall away in an extremely loving way. Accept, acknowledge, and not only consciously, also subconsciously and unconsciously, be aware of your own individual worthy, deserving, and super groovy innate gifts that you were gratefully and blessed born with. Then after that, please connect, uplift, love, and help to inspire others to contribute to making this world a better place. I'm done speaking. You make me proud as a mentor of yours because uh, if you could send me that, I would love to uh, assess that a little bit more and be an active listener because I'm in the middle of this training and couldn't give all that yeah, genius. Yeah. So please send that to me and thank you. All right. Uh, what a beautiful, beautiful I sentiment. You, <laughs> I love you too. Thank you. Um, okay, bye. Please join us, Lori and me. We have great groups. Uh, she's one of uh, an active member and uh, David at dmelter.com. Come join us every Friday, every week. If you want one-on-one help, I'm happy to do that. All right, I'm gonna take another question online. I wanna thank everybody on IG, Clubhouse, the webinar, over 50,000 people register for training a week. Uh, so we are getting to over a billion people, slowly but surely trying to do our best to help people make money, help people and have fun themselves. Next up, Blaine, you are up next. Uh, let me take this question online. How do you like this one? How important is it to like your coach your trainer or your mentor. Wow. So I definitely don't think it's important at all to like your coach because I think a coach is bringing the best out of you. Uh, and sometimes, um, you know, the, the people, you know, that are pushing us, um, we don't like, right? I tell my kids all the time because they, they, they don't like me all the time. Uh, but I have enough friends. 
right? I don't need my kids to be my friend to like me. I want them to love me. And I want them to appreciate me. I want them to be happy. And I want them to be healthy. That's it. Like is not included in there. If my kids are happy, healthy, appreciate me and love me, they don't have to like me because I'm trying to bring the best out of them so they can bring the best out of others and make this a better place to live for everybody. A trainer is teaching a skill. And so once again, less of like is necessary because a trainer is just there to teach you a skill or a concept. And whether you like them or not, it's not a personal relationship. Uh, so a coach, it can help if you really like them because you're going to want to you know, do stuff because you really like them. But I think a coach you also could hate. <laughs> you're going to want to prove them wrong or, 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 or prove to them how great you are. Whatever methodology coaches use. But a trainer, no, nah, it's impersonal. doesn't matter whether you like them or not. They just are there. And if they can teach you a concept or a skill, good for them. A mentor, a mentor. Absolutely, you have to like them. Yeah, it, it's a sale. It's the credibility and emotional attachment. You have to like them. Uh, and uh, it's very important that you like them because it's a long-term, a long-term relationship. A mentor is someone that's somewhere you want to be and they have to guide you to where they are. And it takes sometimes years. Uh, and so uh, I think it's the most important in the mentoring, then coaching, and then trainer. Uh, like, uh, and I would say, I do want my kids to like me, just not all the time. Uh, cause there's sometimes I have to coach them and train them. Uh, and one of the coaching things is to, you know, not just have them like me, but to bring out the best in them by challenging some of their beliefs about their consistent, persistent pursuit of their potential, uh, by leveraging my situational knowledge experience, but also having an open mind, open heart to what they want, happy, healthy, appreciative and love. All right. Up next is Blaine. Uh, Blaine, what do you got for me? Hey, so my question is more about red flags with coaches and trainers and mentors. What are some things that you should keep an eye out for or avoid in those people? Well, one of the red flags is timeliness. You know, your uh, mentor, coach and trainer should be on time. They should be the first ones there and the last ones to leave. Uh, so if they're not, that's probably a, a, a red flag. Um, another red flag is credibility. So if you find a coach, trainer, a mentor, lying, cheating, overselling, backend selling, manipulating you, probably a very big red flag on what's going on. Uh, active listening. Uh, if your coach, trainer, or mentor is not an active listener, red flag. Quantitative value. If you come out feeling good, but the day after, two days later, saying there's no quantifiable value here, you know, I don't see an impact or a change or a mindset, heart set, or a pragmatic difference, then you need to challenge uh, the coach, trainer, or mentor. Um, and then finally, accountability. Uh, if you are not accountable and they are not accountable and there is no accountability relationship involved, it's a huge red flag. Those are the key indicators and red flags in a coaching, training, and mentoring relationship that need to be adhered to, aligned, at least synergistically executed on 
uh, in the circumstances that in relationship of the coach, trainer, and mentee? Thank you for that great question. I'm going to take another question online. Um, and uh, then next we'll have Tiffany Rossdale. You'll be up next after this question online. What's been your greatest achievement as a mentor? Well, we talked about Dennis Waitley earlier today, planting seeds under trees that I'll never sit under. I will tell you my greatest achievement are the ones that I don't know of. Uh, the mentoring that I've done through all the content that I put up and the free trainings and everything I do is available for free. If you want some extra personal care, come join a group or get some one-on-one -on -one help with me. Uh, you know, but you know, everything, I'm my own search engine for goodness sake, where you can find whatever you want. But my greatest achievement is how many seeds I planted. And every day, more and more people are telling me about the trees that have grown from the seeds I have planted. My greatest achievement is the ability to elevate others to elevate themselves, which then elevates me. My greatest achievement is the greater good, the collective consciousness of helping people make a lot of money, help a lot of people and have a lot of fun. My greatest achievements are those seeds that I don't even know of in the trees that I will never see being planted and grown. And every day when the glory of God and the glory of what I've done comes and presents itself with some result, you know, of some, you know, unbelievable person who tells me how I have impacted or changed or motivated or inspired them. It is such a blessing for that recognition and acknowledgement, but I am most grateful for and my greatest achievement will always be the amount of seeds that I've planted for trees. I'll never sit under. Thank you, Dennis Whaley for mentoring me and teaching me that. All right, we will have Tiffany come up. What's your question, Tiffany? Hi, David. So grateful to have met you. And I've been following your work. So um, I also host a podcast. And um, my one of the questions that I always ask my guests is, what are their morning rituals? Because I believe morning rituals are so important. So David, what's your morning ritual? Oh, thank you. So my morning ritual starts at 9 p.m. So my tomorrow starts today. I have an unwinding routine at 9 p.m. So I put my mind, my body, and my soul in a position to recover and access so I can plateau and grow. I do not want to live Camus' stranger. I do not want to live the myth of Sisyphus. I do not want to live as a tube, food in, food out. I do not want to live paycheck to paycheck. I do not want to roll a boulder to the top of the hill just to have it roll down at the beginning of the day and call that my morning routine that I'm now starting in the exact same place as I did yesterday, doing the same things to get the boulder to the top of the hill just to have it roll back down. So my unwinding routine, 9 p.m. is the beginning of my morning ritual. And it puts my body in the fastest position of recovery by making sure it doesn't have exterior substances that will affect the way that I recover. And then I also put my mind and soul in the position to access the greatest power of light, love, and lessons subconsciously and unconsciously when I can put my body at ease. Because when your body's at ease, it will not be dis-ease, disease. See, we don't want our body to be dis-ease 
by not putting our buying my body or the soul at ease. And I do that by having an unwinding routine. Then I wake up at four o'clock and I meditate for 20 minutes, 10 minutes to get ready. And then I spend a minimum of an hour a day on my health. Then I spend a minimum of an hour a day with my family. Then I start executing as a student of my calendar, studying activities that I have planned, I don't have planned and my sleep for the day. I then study it with the context paying attention to and giving intention to the coincidences I want, executing on the mathematical equation of luck. So everybody's like, how does he get so much done? Productivity, accessibility. How's he so accessible to everyone? How's he accessing what he wants? Oh my goodness, how is he so gracious? How's he capable of learning to love every activity that he gets paid for, every activity that he doesn't get paid for? How can he find the light, the love, and the lessons in all of the 24 hours of activity that he's given via this routine? And then the greatest part of my routine is I effectuate that throughout the day to get ready by 9 p.m. to unwind again. The greatest one is I have an adaptable routine that says if you're going to have this set routine, Mr. Meltzer, you better know that God's going to laugh at you because the one thing he does is he always loves to laugh at a well-developed plan or routine. So I counteract that by having an adaptable routine based on my non-negotiables. My non-negotiables of a minimum of an hour a day on my health, a minimum of time with my family, my wife, my 11-year-old son, my three teenage daughters, my mom, to make sure that they all know that I am happy, healthy, love and appreciate them. And that's my expectation for them as well, to be happy, healthy, love me and appreciate me, meaning I add value to their life and they add value to mine. When we appreciate something, it adds value. Our home goes up and appreciates, it goes up in value. I want people who interact and connect and inspire through me to appreciate, to add value to their life. And when you have a routine, an adaptive routine, a set routine, if you utilize the unwinding routine, I'm happy to send my routine. I got videos of these routines. I got templates of this routine. I'll send it to you, Tiff, david at dmelzer.com, because I think asking people their routines is an essential way of mentorship, of giving people directions to get to where they want to be, because those routines are how we enjoy the consistent every day, persistent without quit pursuit of our potential. Love speaking about routines. You know, it's uh, almost made me as happy as yesterday when I asked my CEO uh, something about uh, gifts. And he said, I'm so organized. I, oh, so I'm, you know, we were talking about being OCD. And he said, I asked for a labeler when I was a kid for, for my Christmas present. I'm like, oh my God, I picked the best CEO in the world. I picked a guy who, since he's been little, is quantum organized. He was asking for a labeler when he was five. Oh, could you ask for anything better? Anyway, Tiff, thank you so much. I look forward to being of service. Email me, david at dmelzer.com. Thank you so much, David. I love it. And yes, I will email you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, let me take another question online. And then if I have time, I will bring up the incredible edible Michael Momola, the king of NFTs, my mentor in NFTs, helping me understand how exactly and what exactly they are. If anybody else is curious, they can reach out to Mike as well. Um, whew. All right, let me get this here. Um, if someone wants you to coach them, what should they do? Just email me. That's too quick of a question. What are your biggest, david at dmelter.com. Anyone wants to come to free training, group coaching, one-on-one, david at dmelter.com. Uh, or get my search engine to free, search.dmelter.com. What are the biggest frustrations when coaching others? Oh my God, the need to be offended <laughs> by far. My biggest frustration 
is that I see potential in everyone. I see the light, the love, and the lessons in everyone. And when people are in their own way, I actually take personal offense when I'm coaching, mentoring, or training them. When I see someone in their own way creating interference between them and their potential, when I see someone that can enjoy the consistent, persistent pursuit of their potential, when I see someone lying to themselves, it's my biggest frustration, but worse is my need to be offended because they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. They're not actively listening and executing on what I already know. They're not taking, it's like telling someone, all right, you want to get to here, right? You want to get from San Diego to Maine. Here's the fastest route. Here's the fastest plane. Here's the fastest way to get there. And they don't listen. Instead, they focus in on what other people tell them, what they don't want or what's missing. And then they come back the next week for the coaching, training, or mentoring. And they're like, I can't do it. Oh, it's not working. I did everything that you said. And then, you know, because I've done this for so many years, I asked certain questions and, see that they're lying to themselves. Business partners, associates, family, friends, mentees, trainees, coaches. Oh, my biggest frustration is them lying to themselves, not taking accountability and lying then, of course, to me. I have to utilize forgiveness in order to effectuate my need to be offended. I got to stop, drop, and roll because I know everybody's on their own journey and that I lie to myself as well and all the other things. But by far, that's the most frustrating thing that we have. Um, oh my goodness, I ran out of time on Mamula again. Uh, next week's topic is prioritization. I have found that people need help prioritizing. They need to understand the what, the who, the how, and the now. How do we figure out what to do and how to do it, how to get off our ass and do it? Prioritization is training for next week. I'm going to teach you how to prioritize so you get things done. 100% of the things you get done now, get done. You need to prioritize, though. Most people sit in a stagnant state as a tube, food in, food out, because they don't know how to prioritize. Catch two-minute drill tonight, featured on Bloomberg. Check it out on Bloomberg TV and on Amazon. Don't forget Office Hours, uh, digitally, IG Lives. Join me for everything. It'll be premiering on TV as well, October 8th this fall. And email me for the five uh, daily practices and my book, ebook, audio book. I will sign a copy, send it to you, and ship it to you. And the template from today, coaching, training, mentoring, coaching, training, and mentoring the template also for referrals and overlap. Anything you need, reach out to me, david at dmeltzer.com. Also, my text number is placed below. Remember, most importantly, everyone, be kind to your future self and do good deeds. Have a great weekend.